0: So you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Confession. I have so much rage. I have so much rage. If you're new to That's What She Said, welcome. This is me, the founder, owner, human behind That's What She Said, and we're talking about... um, I've taken it as a personal challenge to give you the unfiltered, unfettered, unpolished, who gives a fuck what your life looks like on Instagram, what's actually going on in my life and business and what I'm learning view for a while, and I'm calling that Confessions because... um, because it is very, it's, it's incredibly difficult. If you say the word confession and then whatever comes after that, it's not like confession. I like the color blue, you know, <laughs> like uh, there's like there's a fear attached to confession and there's a trust inherent in that you will hold this and not use it against me. Or if you do use it against me, that you'll be kind about where I'm fucking up that you won't just hate me. So confession, I have a lot of rage and, If you think you don't have rage, um, okay, That's, that's completely fine. If you have masterful ways to use your rage, I'd love to hear them. And rage for me is about, there isn't any place to put this. If I am sad, I can make a poem. If I am happy, I can do anything. The world loves a happy white woman. The world is her fucking oyster as long as we pretend everything is great. If I am fearful, I just contract and I don't talk about things. But anger, I've never let enter uh, the social media space when I was in it or my work or the podcast. And I think it's time to to talk about it. And Just because I noticed that that's where I'm holding back and as I'm doing my best to open to you the people who are listening again in the interest of exploring the interiors of my heart, because if I go deeply personal and I tell you the absolute deepest, most scary truth about me in my heart, the odds of you having that in your heart are about a hundred percent because of how incredibly, difficultly um, and beautifully and consciously I have worked to to really find people who who resonate with me. That it's not about, I listened to one episode of a podcast and moved on. That's great. But the people who are generally listening have been with me for months, years, um, maybe even a decade. So I want to go deeper with you. And this is what it looks like. Now I did, to be clear about my own process, I did write down three things because I wanted to talk about them. And this one took, I'm not pulled over on the side of the road, I'm at my desk. So... You know, because these artificial rules that I made, I need to change them. And then I have to tell you, because that's how fucking honest I am. Um, there's an index card with three things, four, four things on it. So <sighs> I don't know if you can listen to this confession. Aren't our brains funny? Like, I made this rule and now I have to stick to this rule forever. I made the rule is the key part of that sentence. <laughs> and then asshole brain's like, yeah, but you made the rule. So that's the rule forever. No. Okay. Coming back to rage and holding back. Part of the reason I hold back rage is because I fear that I cannot contain it. And as I get better at working with it, moving through it, articulating it, I can contain it. So I'm not going to take you over my emotional edge, which will cause probably you to go over your emotional edge in many cases. Um so if, if as long as I can navigate the territory reasonably well I'm willing to bring you into it with me. I don't want to just spew rage at you and then you feel that and don't have anywhere to put it. I don't ever want to be an emotional burden, but I do want to be an emotional expansion helper if that makes sense. Like at the most basic level Mr. Rogers said that the Mr. Rogers show was to help children make feelings more mentionable and manageable. And then that's great for kids and Mr. Rogers, but like, what do adults do to make feelings more mentionable and manageable? For the most part, we either don't talk about them, we keep them intensely private, we feel shame about them, we, or we experience them in therapy, or we completely and totally numb our feelings because we don't have anywhere to put them, and we don't know how to feel them, and we don't know what to do with them. So I'm going to talk to you about my rage, and my sense is that you will also be outraged. It's just a thing I noticed, which is I'm taking this class. I'm learning so much. I'm taking a class, and we had a workshop on Saturday online. There were uh, about 200 women in the Zoom room. Which 200 women in a Zoom room excited in in, in chat is one of the most overwhelming experiences for me of pandemic. Of just like, my God. How is this teacher in charge of 200 people in a chat box and just functioning? Because it goes so fast. Like the speed of she asks a question and there are ah, there are 50 answers. It's so fast. I don't know how she does it. One of the things that we were exploring was shame. And the question was, what do you feel shame about? So I feel shame about. And I thought, oh, my God, this is going to be this is going to be amazing. I'm going to see like women's deepest souls. And maybe that's the case. Maybe this is women's deepest souls, but I noticed that at least, at least 30% of the responses once one person said it were about, I'm ashamed that I've gained weight during pandemic. And that number one, I have gained weight during pandemic, so I'm not trying to make myself an exception, but that brought up rage in me because I know what happens if you feel shame about your weight in any capacity, which is most every woman, but especially if you've gained weight recently, there are so many things you disqualify yourself from doing until such time as you have reached your quote unquote ideal weight. Heavy air quotes doesn't exist. And even if you hit it, you're just going to move the target. And even if you hit it and you move the target and then you keep moving the target, then you're just into disordered eating of some kind. We cannot win the weight game. We cannot so i just don't play that's that's the way that i do that and also some part of me has shame that i have gained weight during pandemic but seeing it reflected in a in a like 30% of these 200 women are feeling this thing was like where are we losing women's ability to do amazing extraordinary beautiful wonderful profound things and they're opting themselves out because well, like i weigh 3 pounds more than i should are you fucking kidding me that of all the things in the world to be ashamed of like think about what Donald Trump has to be ashamed of think about that truly think about that for a second okay Donald Trump has to be ashamed of the fact that he kept babies in cages at the border that he continues to propagate lies that are literally destroying the fabric of democracy that he has Turned this place, he's turned up the fire on all sorts of racism and white supremacy. It was always there, but it's like a raging bonfire where we can just say things out in the open now that are truly horrifying about women, about immigrants, about people of color about, you fucking name it, you're allowed to say it online and you can say it in person. And it's, it's extraordinary the levels of hate that he has stoked and stoked and stoked. They've always been there, but they've been stoked, right? He has no shame about that. I watched a video of him saying that people keep investigating him and not finding anything, which means he hasn't done anything because I I just might be the most honest person in the world. Are you fucking kidding me we have donald trump claiming that he is the most honest person in the world that's a direct fucking quote and we have women ashamed who will not move forward with their lives businesses next steps whatever it is they're make, taking themselves out of the game of life because they gained weight during pandemic they are imperfect they're not perfect enough to enter the world because of pandemic and yet donald trump is the most honest person in the world so the, the standards that we hold ourselves to as women and as men are just so fucking ridiculous that I sometimes just want to scream and burn things down. Are you with me? Do you want to burn things down when that happens? So I wanted to not just rant about shame and weight because it, I don't know what to do about that. I wish I could just erase your, your weight number from your brain and take away everything you feel about your body that isn't just, I love you, I love you, I love you. That's what I wish I could do, but I can't. What I can say is, please notice that if not for me, And for you, please notice imagine your very, 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 very best, most talented friend in the whole world. And then imagine that she wants to do a thing that's really life changing, transformative, helpful, supportive, beautiful in this world. And the reason, the secret reason that she cannot or will not is because she weighs X pounds more than her ideal weight. Do you see what extraordinary potential and extraordinary change is being stopped by ourselves internally via shame at such a basic level that we never move forward because our bat wings are too jiggly on our arms? Are you fucking kidding me? It is such a fucking shame that shame is so powerful and that it can do so much. That's where the rage comes, at the wasted potential and at the beautiful potential. Because generally, especially if we're talking about the women that I work with, interact with, have a business with and for, they are not scheming to do terrible, horrible things like ruin infrastructure or fuck up supply chain to drive inflation. Or they're not like pro-fossil fuel, pro-lobbying in order to stop the spread of women's rights. They're not doing terrible things. They're doing beautiful things. And those beautiful things are not coming into the world and will not come into the world because of something as simple as I weigh too much. Do you see how fucking insane that is? And can you, if you can't find it and give yourself grace within yourself to just weigh what you weigh, can you offer it to every other woman that you meet? Because we all need to just know I don't give a fuck how much you weigh. Are you alive? Do you have a body? Are you breathing? Is your heart beating? Perfect, great. You are the perfect size. I don't give a fuck what size you are, and I wish you joy with food and pleasure with eating. And I wish that you would not hold yourself back for something as as just fucking arbitrary that can just kneecap your talents and all that you are in the world because you weigh too much because you're a size whatever you are oh my god if we could let that go if we could let that go think of what we could do in the world think of the potential that would be unleashed just consider it and consider that giving that gift to other people and consider that in giving that gift to other people you might be able to give it to yourself of just yeah, you gained weight during pandemic. You were literally trapped indoors for a number of years, plural years. Of course. It was the most stressful time in modern history. Of course you gained weight. Of course. Of course, what sort of kindness can you bring to yourself, to your own eyes as you view yourself and where can you stop disqualifying yourself from doing amazing work in the world because of your fucking, the size of your thighs, the size of your arms, the size of your shirts or sweaters. Are you fucking kidding me? We can let this go and we can do it in such a way that we just release it. Like I let it go. That is not the measure of a human. It's not how much they weigh. It never will be. Society wants it to be, but it will never be. It will never be the measure of your worth in the world. It will never be the measure of the joy that you can bring or the work that you can do. It's just a fucking number. And the size of your body is in no way indicative of the size of your soul, of your talents, of your joys, of your connections, of your power. They're not related And when we make them inextricably tied, we harm ourselves the most. And we harm those around us as well because we hold ourselves back. We don't let ourselves express. We don't let ourselves do the work because of our fucking jiggly knees. Ah, the rage and the rage is pure love. The rage is I love you so much. Why do you give a fuck that you gain three pounds? Please, please. Please, we have so many bigger fish to fry. The fish are the size of like, they weigh seven tons apiece, the fish we have to fry. And we're out here worried about sardines, like, uh, my ankles look weird today. Can we let that go? Can you let that go? And if you can't let it go for you, can you let it go for the women around you? Can you just love them, love their ankles, love their bat wings, love their wrinkles? And, compliment them and part of the reason and this is where it gets tricky because there's a rage and there's a deep vulnerability and it's easier to talk about the rage part of the reason this is so challenging is when that when we hold ourselves back from connecting with ourselves with our talents when we hold ourselves back from bringing those into the world and we hold ourselves back from other people seeing us as we are for something like weight or Or in general, shame is just generally going to make you smaller and smaller and smaller and contract and contract and contract. And if we can release shame by simply loving it open. Then we might be able to support each other and we might be able to make room for our messiness and we might be able to make room for our expansion and our bigness. So I'm going to go as deep and vulnerable as I possibly ever have. And I ask you to hold this so carefully. Cause I normally, um, I write and I process and I speak from the scar, not the wound, but this is neither. It's just an ongoing thing that's happening, which is, um, and I've asked his permission to tell you this because I need support around it. Um, Bear, my partner of, of seven and a half years, um, has and has had for as long as I've known him a uh, a dormant brain tumor. He was given a stage four, you're going to die diagnosis long before I met him and he's still here. And I have held that so closely to my chest out of respect for him. And the truth is I just want you to know that because it informs everything about my perspective on the world that his brain could just blow up one day. I count the days with him. I always have. I always will. And it's, it's incredibly difficult to sit with the juxtaposition of, I love this man who has a dormant brain tumor who could be taken from me, us, the world at any time. And so everything is so urgent. There's so much to be done. And it's so hard to sit with that. And the thing that's holding a lot of women back is that they've gained a few pounds during pandemic. Gained a hundred pounds. I don't care how much you've gained. I don't care. I don't care if you weigh a thousand pounds at this very moment. That does not change the fact that you deserve to be here and to bring your talents and gifts to the world. It simply doesn't. So I have this profound sense of urgency that informs everything that I do with regards to living. And I need some support and I'm learning that I can't hold that back from you any longer. It's something that I carry. It's something I work with. It's something I am learning to look in the eye instead of ignoring. And it, Because it is so profound and it shapes so much of my perspective, I wanted you to know what it is. There's a sense of urgency about my life and my work sometimes simply because of the fact that we don't know how long we have together. And at some level, that's true of every couple on earth at this moment. And at another level, there is always a sense of urgency. And my default setting. Um, As I talked about last week, the sense that I got growing up was that um, having feelings is bad. Having feelings is wrong. We need to stop having feelings. Just stop. And at my very worst moments, I can. I can stop having feelings. It's called uh, depression shutting down and becoming utterly bitchy. Um, But as I open and I open further and further and grow bigger and bigger, this felt like something that I hope you can witness without being solution-y. Um, because I, at some level, we all just need to be witnessed. This is the shit of my life. This is the mess of my life. This is the, the profound undercurrent of my life, if I could give it a frame. It would be that... My partner walks this sort of tightrope between life and death every day. There are a number of medical conditions that are just present. And because I am with him, I witness the dance between life and death and the dance between living and dying. And I'm learning how to carry bigger and harder things in this life as a result of this. And what I found is that being witnessed without being solutioned, Is actually really fucking powerful because I'm a coach. I I always think like, oh, well, if I could just not just say a good word or give a pep talk, but if I could just fix it, if I could fix it for you, I would. That's how I feel as a coach. If I could fix it for you, I would. If I could just tinker a little, I would. And what I'm learning is about the power of simply, I see you. You are welcome to talk about this. And I, at the end of your talking, I'm not going to offer any solutions. I'm not going to pretend I know the answer and I'm not going to offer everything will be okay, everything happens for a reason, it'll be fine, it'll all work out. The odds of this working out in my favor are 0, I think. Um and that doesn't mean that I don't get to talk about it and it doesn't get to be held. So, I'm bringing to you my rage. And I'm bringing to you my rage because I'm bringing to you my most profound fear and sorrow. And I'm not asking for anything except for you to witness it. And to ask what needs to be witnessed in you at this moment. Your rage, your fear, your joy, your sadness, your complexity, your mess. And can you, in your heart of hearts, just sit with yourself without judging it, without making it wrong, without feeling shame about it, without deciding you should be better, without calling yourself messy, without calling yourself horrible names, without shutting down? I invite you to be a witness to your own life and to your own interiors, and I invite you to do it in just as kind and loving a way as possible. I mean, that's why I've been talking about asshole brain for so many years is because I think I'm learning some things about it. (laughs) It used to rule and control and uh, just kind of own me. And the, the more that I work with my own thoughts, my own interiors and being truly, truly kind to myself, the more I am able to extend that kindness to others. That at this point, there is just about nothing you can bring to me that I cannot sit with kindly and without judgment. Unless you're Mitch McConnell. But in general, <laughs> in general, my people are like on the, on the scale of like newborn baby innocent to Mitch McConnell. My people fall on newborn baby innocent like they're way on this side of the thing. And so the work is to extend the tendrils of your life to get bigger, to get fuller, to accept the, the mass, to embrace the fullness of your humanity. And to be able to do that in a way where you are witness is truly, truly beautiful. And to not be solved is truly, truly beautiful. In a way that I couldn't understand until very, very recently. So I told my therapist all of this. And previous to this week, um, one, two, two people, three, three, three people in my life knew of this condition and circumstance for the past seven and a half years. And I talked about it zero. It was a thing like, this is a fact. And there was like sort of an inherent, we will never talk about this again. Because I didn't want to bother or burden people. Because it's so heavy and where do you put it? So I've had the gorgeous experience of talking with my therapist about this. And her first response was not, I'm so sorry. It was not, um, well that's a real fucking problem. It was not a solution. It was, you're going to need to build a network of support. I was like, what do you... Are you fucking serious? Like, I need to tell people about this? Are you? This is the worst thing you could possibly assign. You understand this? This is the worst thing you could possibly ask me to do. It's the most difficult thing you could ask me to do. And because I, I love a good assignment, and I'll always do my homework. I'm doing it. And I told a friend that I hadn't told before uh, one-on-one. And she said the same thing. She said something to the effect of there are things and problems and just bullshit that we carry like in a bucket with us. And this is not something that you can carry alone. This is like a, we all carry this bucket together. Which I think is a beautiful way to put it. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to creating. Like (laughs) For the last number of months, I've been working on a project that only now is like, oh my God, well-played universe. I was making that thing thinking it was for everyone else and it's just as much for me as for you, which is to build a network. When I help you to build networks of support, true, beautiful, unselfish, unfettered, well-held support, when you do that for each other, it bounces right back at you and you, you get support as well. So I'm creating the gathering and I have been creating the gathering, apparently for me the whole time, but also for you <laughs> to make spaces where you are witnessed without being solutioned and to make places where the fullness of your humanity can be visible and no one is alarmed, upset, freaking out, Or trying to fix you in any capacity where you can be as big as you would like, as contracted as you would like, as ashamed of your weight as you would like, as wearing makeup as you would like, as fresh out of bed and who gives a fuck as you would like. You can show up just as you are and you will not be judged for it. My God, I have craved those spaces over the years and I've made them again and again in person and now we're going to do it online. Because I cannot fix the world, but I can do my part and I can refuse to be just, just, I can refuse to worry about my bat wings. Of all the problems in the world, my upper arms are not in the top 3 billion. Can you say the same of yours? Like of all the things that are truly, they matter and they're meaningful and they're amazing and they're beautiful in the world. I guarantee that your upper arms are not in the top three billion of the world's problems. But if you make them your primary concern, you can get real fucked up in your head. And you can like until you have Michelle Obama arms, you're not allowed to X. That's a terrible agreement. Michelle Obama has the most beautiful arms in the world. We accept this. You're not going to get there. You've made an impossible goal. And because you're never going to get there, you're never going to get to release the parts of you that are the most complex and messy and human and therefore beautiful. You will never allow yourself to be witnessed because if we're not allowed to witness you when your upper arms are 10% jiggly, we're not going to witness the true profundity of you at some level. That the level of restraint where I'm not allowed to be me because I weigh three extra pounds causes this enormous kink in the hose of your life in which nothing can flow to you if the problem is you're a problem and you weigh too much. that's that is a pro- That can be a problem, but it's not actually a problem. If we sit down in perfect silence and stillness with our eyes closed, I don't know how much you weigh. And I really don't give a fuck. I care to the extent that it affects your health and that it affects your sanity and your mental health, but I don't care in terms of like, oh my God, judgment about, wait, the rage returns. There it is. The rage. I could talk about this for hours. I'm not gonna, because it's a podcast, but I could like, what is this thing that has a hold on us and how do we get free of it? And I know there's body positivity movements, and I can go on Instagram and I can like and like and comment and comment and comment and comment. And the truth is, I'm not interested in doing that work. I'm interested in letting it go. If you are holding fire in your hands and it's burning you, drop it. Don't go on Instagram to show everybody what it is and ask about their opinions about what you should be doing with this fire in your hands that's currently burning you. Drop it. However, that looks, whatever that looks like. Unfollow, unsubscribe, ignore. Wear tighter clothing, wear looser clothes, whatever it is. Can you find a way to get free of that? And if you're shame, if you're like, well, I'm at my ideal weight, Kristen, for all one of you, that that's true for, <laughs> what else are you carrying shame around? And are you repeating that same pattern of disqualifying yourself from life or from participation in some fundamental aspect of society because of your shame around Bleh. Whatever it is. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's status. You have too much money. I didn't even know people could have shame about that. They do. You have not enough money. Of course, there's shame around that. You are white. There's shame around that because Jesus Christ, what white people have done oh Jesus you are a person of color you have shame around that because you've been treated as less than your whole life and you started to believe it you are there's you've been to college and you're ashamed because you have that privilege you haven't been to college and you're ashamed because you don't have that privilege there is shame on both sides of the coin for just about everything and if we can take a breath if we can find a way to love ourselves open Fantastic. And if we can't love ourselves open, if we can be witnessed in the inability to love ourselves open, we can probably open. That's the miracle of simply being witnessed by another soul. Because the work I do, the work I want to do is soul to soul. It is not group project with 6000 people in it. That makes me want to fucking die. It is not income based or income related. Like when I hit six figures, my work will blah. When I hit seven figures, my work will blah. When I hit eight figures, my work will blah. No, I don't give a fuck. It is not money based. And that is extremely frustrating to every business coach I've ever had, except my current one who understands. I will not disqualify myself from life because of this. And because of that profound sense of urgency that I have every day when I look in Bear's eyes, I cannot afford it any longer. I just don't have time for shame. I don't. I don't have time for shame. And I don't have time to let it stop me. I do have time for your shame. I have time to hear about your shame. I have time to witness your shame. I don't want to say that I, I don't want you to construe that as, I don't have time for shame. That means I can't talk about it ever with her. No. No. It's just that it's if when we learn to take that flame that is burning our hands and just drop it, the whole world opens up instantaneously. I can't tell you how profound it is to just drop the shame. And for me, it's been shame around rage, shame around having a full amount of emotionality, shame around um, the, the places that I've chosen to keep private and the places I've chosen to share in my life and in my work. If I can drop them, and I'm actively working on just fucking dropping it. We don't have to do a thesis statement. We don't have to research it for a decade. Drop it. If you're stabbing yourself with a knife, we don't need to research how much is the knife hurting you as you stab yourself with it. You drop it, and you get help. You get support. You begin to get to the root of the problem. You don't have to find out the knife manufactured and then sue them. Right, There are good, solid uses of our energies here. And around shame, the energy is to love it open and release it. And love it open and release it. It's like a heartbeat. Love it open and release it. That's it. So that's the confession. That's the the through line. The thing that I've always deemed... And I'm sorry I've done that at some level. I've always deemed you not too fragile but too too important to me to let you carry that thing that I carry it's been hard it's been hard so whatever you're carrying I don't know I know that if it's shame about weight I just, you can just drop it <laughs> I hope you can just drop it but we all have these things that we carry and some of them don't have solutions. And can you be satisfied with being witnessed with what you carry and letting it be all right, letting there be no shame around what, what has happened, what is happening, letting there be no judgment around what has happened, what is happening, letting there just be nourishment Witnessing, soul-to-soul, support, love, tenderness, openness, gorgeousness. Because the last thing the world needs is more derisiveness and more honest people like Donald Trump. Most honest person in the world. (laughs) We need a counterbalance to that with actual truth. So I hope I'm speaking to the truest, deepest part of you at this moment. Thank you for seeing me. Thank you for listening, whomever you are, wherever you are. I would truly, truly love to hear from you. I look at my podcast stats and I was like, I have 10 listeners in South Africa. What? My God, the honor, the honor of having this invisible audience that is so beautiful and is from all over the world. And I would love I would love if you would talk to me. If there is something you need me to witness, send me an email and just say witness. Like you can subject line, put it in there somewhere. I can love you without offering any advice at all. I'm learning to do that really, really well. And I can witness you without it being a big burden for me. I'm big enough and strong enough to do that. I don't want to be a therapist because it's too many rules and regulations, but I am... That shows up in uh, feedback to me all the time. That it's like, you're like a therapist. It's like a therapist. It's just how open you can be with me. That's all it is. You can be open with me about everything. I'm not going to judge. I'm not going to give you a diagnosis. And I'm not going to give you pharmaceuticals. Because that's a different realm that I don't want to enter. But I'm also not going to judge. So can you give yourself the gift of witnessing yourself? Can you give others the gift of witnessing them? And witnessing is simply, I see you and I love you. And we, we release shame, guilt, and judgment as we do so. Just soul to soul. I am here. I have struggles. I have rage. Of course I have rage. Of course you have rage. I have sadness. Of course. I have fear. Of course. I have joy. Of course. I have a profound sense of urgency about what needs to be done. Of course. I have bullshit that I carry from society that it's given to me. Of course. I have anxiety about my upper arms. <laughs> Maybe that's just me, but I'm going to put in, of course, there. I don't know many women that are excited about their upper arms past the age of 20. Um, and so that that space, if that's interesting to you, that's my that's my whole index card right there. If it's interesting to you to enter into an environment, a new kind of environment online, which is to be witnessed without being solutioned, to learn in a space of play, to make some moves toward not numbing, not muting, and not martyring ourselves in a way that is truly joyful, engaging, and delightful, then I urge you to check out thegathering.work. And if the dates, times, whatever don't work for you this time, just shoot me an email. I'll add you to the wait list. Should there be a next time? I don't know that there will be. And we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Thegathering.org registration ends on May 6th, I believe. So you have a little bit of time to decide. You have any questions, comments, concerns, witnessing bits? K at com. Shoot me a note. I fucking mean that. I don't know why you don't believe me when I say it, but I mean it. <sighs> you can shoot me a note any time. Because I'm not Brene Brown. I don't have 8 million followers. I don't want 8 million followers and 30 employees. I would, bad things would happen. Bad, 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 bad things. I'm very happy with the size of my audience and my life. And I can take it if you email me. That's a promise. I'll let you know if I suddenly become some phenom that's like, there were 7 million downloads in 12 seconds, guys. I can't take it. I'll let you know. I promise. But I promise that right now I'm very happy to hear from you. K at KristenKelb.com. May you find ways to use your rage in service to something so much bigger and more profound than you can imagine. May you allow yourself to feel your feelings without making any of them wrong, not a single one. May you release the shame you have in your life, just dropping it, without researching it, studying it, or trying to monetize it. May you feel witnessed, seen, supported, valued, and loved in your day-to-day life. May you build a community of support that is just gorgeous and stunning. May you have friends who love you enough to not solution you. May you feel deeply connected to the urgency of life and the urgency of living today, when you'd rather not. I understand that. May you refuse to to succumb to the deep, deep, deep ruts that asshole brain makes in our, in our physical structure in our brains. May you build new pathways. May you find paths to joy, delight, and connection everywhere you go. And may you know that you are loved so, so deeply from one soul to another. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next week.